I made some uh, some some pulled pork. Uh, we went we went to the bar for a little while. Uh, we wound up coming back here and having dinner. I made a couple of pulled pork sandwiches, and um, and uh, we're doing the show live for the first time. Ever, you know, like face to face, which is kind of weird because normally I'm just making stupid faces at the stuff that Peter says, and now he gets to see that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so tonight we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna continue with our movie recasting game. We're gonna do it with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, the original, the uh, the pure version, the 1971 version with Gene Wilder as opposed to the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that was redone with Tim, Tim Burton and and uh, Johnny Depp uh, just recently. Uh, but uh, just wanted to know um, how, how you want to start the show, man. You want to talk about barbecues? You want to talk about uh, booze? What do you want to do? Well, why don't you, why don't you start by t- talking about this delightful treat that you just made for me a few moments ago, which is certainly going to uh, affect my cognitive reasoning. Well, all right. I took some um, some Tito's vodka a-, a while back, and I infused it with uh, Earl Grey tea. So it's an Earl Grey infused vodka. I just made us each a cocktail with that, some honey, some lemon, some simple syrup to give it a little sweetness. Mix that all all together with some ice and uh, th- threw it in uh, threw it in the uh, shaker, shake it up, and uh, we can, we each got a couple of like I guess almost like sweet tea vodka cocktails. I guess is what you call What do you think? Do you like it? Yes, I do, actually. Um, but uh, considering I had my, my uh, Caucasian earlier in the night, which was more along the lines of my tolerance, um, this is uh, it's, it's quite strenuous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went from having a, a lady's drink to a man's drink and, and well, what's funny is like you know you're talking about an Earl Grey, basically martini, and calling it a man's ah. drink is is, uh, is is pretty amazing. But uh, but take your time with it. We've got a, we've got an hour and a half of this show. You just you know at least an hour and a half. Just uh, relax and you know chill out. You know you don't have to finish it. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, 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 I do. I will be finishing it. Okay. I just got, uh, uh, I got about, I figured, I, I want to have this done before we do the Wonka thing, because that will only make this go so much better for me. All right, um, so. I told, uh, you, I, to, I told you, uh, you had, um, I was doing a very poor job of coming up with uh, characters, and I had to uh, rely heavily upon um, Robin to come up with the balance of them, and she's it's like she completely rewrote everything. Okay. And and from now on, I think it's going to be a just talking to the cornfield with Earl and Robin. Okay. <laughs> she's much better at this than me. Well, Robin, tell us. Tell I mean, you say that I'm a little echoey. Um, oh, oh, she's back. So there she's, okay. she's back. And now she's back. All right, Robin. Just let us know if if we're still echoey. If if, if so, I'm gonna walk into the other room, and and then it'll get even weirder that we're doing this in the same in the same house but in different rooms. 
But before you do that, um, I just want to know, is him being echoey improving on uh, <laughs> on on his uh, his voice patterns? Because it could be an improvement. Could be an improvement, yes. Because you you're, you're, you're godlike, and this could only make you sound more godlike. All right. Well, she'll let us know, and uh, if it winds up that uh, that this is uh, not a good, not a good situation, I'll I'll walk away and move to another room, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. And then it won't be face to face anymore. But you know, what are, what are we gonna do? All right. So um, we were talking about barbecue. One of the weird things that I did today with the. Um, with the pulled pork is I did I smoked two butts and one of them and both of them had uh had had a layer of skin still on them which I had never seen before I never bought a pork butt or a pork shoulder with a layer of skin still on it and, and honestly kind of made me feel a little bit like a butcher um, tearing off that uh that layer of skin and hide or whatever whatever you want to call it but um. I did on one of the pork butts, and the other one I left it on just to, you know, maybe get some crackling, you know, and uh, do something with that a little bit later later on, and I saved those. Uh, I think it really changed how the two butts cooked. One of them cooked through incredibly well and um, was just really tore apart really, really quickly. How quickly did it take me to turn to tear apart that first but the, the first one, I would say, was it was pretty much, it went from solid to liquid in about 60 seconds. Yeah. The <laughs> second one took, took a while. Uh, to, you know, and, and, and I'm sure both of them are going to take taste fantastic, but, uh, but um, uh, you know, it, 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 it did take a while and, and it was a little different. Um Maybe because the heat, I I, I put the um, the skin on the bottom. I don't know. Having the skin of a of a pig uh, on, on my meat kind of made me feel a little queasy. Yeah, I got a little I got a little queasy. Okay, I I gotta get my son to make a cool T-shirt with that. Having the skin on my meat. Yeah. A little queasy. A little queasy. A little queasy. <laughs> uh, can you do something about that? Uh, I am not going to deal with the skin on your meat. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I apologize. But I just sound more like the Wizard of Oz, having somebody behind me. Um, but I think both came out good. Um, I, I'd be interested in trying to do one with the skin on, maybe a little bit longer, just to see, you know, like 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 how it works. But uh, maybe we'll do that for the cornfield. Uh, Corn fest. Corn fest. Sorry. The corn fest. All right. If you had a chance to do it over, would you do it with the skin off? No, I think the one without the skin came out better. Right. That's what I mean. You would do it. Yeah, skin off. Skin off. Okay. Okay. So, right. see, if we if we had a real talk show, you said just got bought. Did they get bought or did they get? Yeah, they got bought. Oh, okay. Because. Uh, and Mister Mister Brody is in, in on the chat. How you doing? Not, Welcome aboard. So what I was um, what I was thinking is if, if they had a real system and uh, you could actually have music right now, I would play Skin It Back. By, oh, okay. <laughs> by, um, uh, oh, God, Little Feet. So 
But uh, the first fight I had, it was like it made my knees weak. The okay. first fight. So, like when we were just sitting here picking off of it? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and he left the room and left these two beautifully well-done pieces of uh, pork shoulder. Uh, and he left the room, and I'm like, you probably shouldn't be leaving the room right now. Because <laughs> all I wanted to do was take a fork. And what's more amazing is he has this, uh, uh, Earl has a, a rescue dog. Rescue dog? Yep. Named Poundcake. And I couldn't believe it. He had a sandwich on the table with cold pork, coleslaw pickled on this beautiful roll, and he gets up and walks away. And the dog is like, well, I guess I'll wait for him to get back. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that that was shocking to me. My dog would be all over that shit. <laughs> and, you know, all over it. So, uh, very good. And, and very nice, beautiful Brian from Family Guy looking pitiful. <laughs> Funny, uh, m- uh, uh, Mike just said in the, in the chat room, so in the sabermetric age, the Yankees bring up the right-handed hitting Gary Sanchez to face Chris Sale for one game because he's a righty bat. That's absolutely why they did that. I mean, um, they're dealing with some injuries. Uh, Teixeira is banged up. Um, um, A-Rod. A-Rod. No, 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 but A-Rod's on the DL. But, um, Ellsbury. Ellsbury is banged up. And, but they're kind of, they were dealing with like a 23-man roster because they, they're not putting Teixeira or, or Ellsbury on the DL. So, yeah, they had to bring up somebody to... Face on left handed Chris didn't work out because Chris Dell is well. I'll let I'll let the Colonel take over. Well, Sale I think was um, is, is having a, a career year. He's eight now. He's got eight starts. If you go to ESPN and they do the projections, it says that Sale's projected to be thirty six and out. Legit seems legit. <laughs> but the funny thing is, Sanchez isn't hitting lefties in the minors. No, he's That's in yeah, what? that's what uh, uh, Mike just said in the, in oh, the chat room. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so I didn't even see You were using batting average, but uh, he's using uh, on base average. Do you have a problem with batting average, though? Of course I do. Right. Stupid. All right, that's going to be part of a discussion we're going to have today, but he's mm-hmm. rocking it against righties, and he's not hitting against lefties, uh, Gary Sanchez. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a free way of actually bringing him up. So, uh, obviously, he's still the catcher of the future. Yeah, of course. He's 20, 21, 22. You know, he's young. He's a young guy. He's 23. He's 21, 22. Whatever, 23. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, uh, Mr. Brody has him in one of our leagues, and he's been uh, keeping him for quite a while, so he's he's waiting for him to grow up and become a, a major leaguer. And you were the first one to pick Chris Sale, right? In, yes. In, in the league? All right, so. I picked him as a reliever. You did? Yeah. He was a reliever when he first... I don't know if you remember. When Chris Hale yeah. didn't spend any time, right, in the minors? But he spent some time in the minors. No, I don't think so. I think he went right to the majors. Um, no, Mike Leak went right to the majors. Yes. Um, Chris, Chris Hale spent, uh, I don't know, I think he had one or two games. Okay. But not a lot. Not no. a lot of time in the minors. No, no, it went right from uh, the minors. And they brought him up, and uh, immediately they thought um, they were going to make him as a uh, um, reliever to ease him into whatever. And that's, that, I drafted him 
I picked him up in our fantasy league as a reliever. Same as I picked up Pedro Martinez as a reliever when he was a reliever for the Dodgers. So, and I had him for 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 a couple of years because, uh, uh, you know, we were able to protect protect players back then, uh, and whatever. So anyway, it was kind of fun. Well, this brings up something that I wanted to uh, do a little later. I have a little segment because we're doing a face-to-face show. Mm-hmm. And, and the segment I'm coming up with is, is Make Earl Cringe. Oh, God. So, so, so this is the first first of the Make Earl Cringes I'm going to do. I okay. want to be your cringe level. Pedro Martinez was traded from the Dodgers to the Expos for the line of the show. Yes. The mm-hmm. Okay, so you didn't cringe so much just now. No, because I knew it. I mean, yeah. Right, well, there's a lot of these that you know, but, I mean, how does it, you know... At the time, sense? it made sense. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I mean, who knew Pedro was going to be Pedro? I mean, Jesus Christ. He was Ramon Martinez's younger brother. Yep. They were both built like 12-year-old girls. <laughs> and, you know, he, and, and and Ramon had already had arm problems. So, you know, who knew that, that Pedro was going to turn into fucking Pedro? And at the time, I, I told you in the past, he was referred to as PJ Martinez. Because uh, there were two Pedro Martinez in the league. Right. Yeah. The sound that you heard is a bone dropping on the floor. Not my bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this drink just got a whole lot better. Um, the uh, yes, okay. So so that'll be that'll be a little segment for later. But um, I still remember, and I don't even know if you remember this. You were in a bar in Huntington. I think it might have been Canterbury L. And you were watching a game with um, with uh, George Baker. And okay. you guys were watching Clayton Kershaw as a rookie. Yeah. And you were like, you got to see this kid, like uh, the Uncle Charlie. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I still remember to this day, because in a strat league, but I mean, yeah. we knew Kershaw for two years. And, right, yeah, sure. You know, and, uh, I mean, I had heard of, I had heard about him probably for about a year before he got called up, but I'm sure you knew about him before that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Mike Piazza's in. <laughs> Should I try to get Mike Piazza in the room? <laughs> uh, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. He's on Facebook friends with Mike. Oh, okay. And he, okay. And he just went live on the chat room. Uh, what the heck? I'm a star. What, what is that? What do you call me, Starfucker? Starfucker. Uh, are you ashamed of my starfucking qualities, or are you? Uh, is it just one of those things you accept? <laughs> I accept it. I accept. I accept your embarrassment. Oh. <laughs> okay, because I, I have a uh, I have a meeting on Tuesday with a former major leaguer. Actually, I didn't tell you because I thought you would uh, you would lash out at my starfuckingness. Nope. 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 Just what? No, no what? I will not lash out. Oh, it's Jordy Garut? Oh, the, um, Mr. Catcher? No, that's, that's Jody Davis. Jody Garut. Jody Garut is a, uh, is a former outfielder for the Indians and, um, a couple other teams. Okay. Um, and, uh, he, he, uh. You have a meeting with him? Yeah, it's part of a business networking thing. He wrote me the other day. Um, he's trying okay. to sell some some shit, and so he reached out to uh, 
me on, on uh, LinkedIn and wants to have a meeting uh, on Tuesday. So is that star fucking? Nah, I don't know. Because he's not a star. <laughs> okay. So, sorry, sorry if Jody, what's his name, Garut? Garut. Mike, is, you, know, is, you know the Jody Garut? Is listening on the playback, but uh, but no, that's not star fucking. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Um okay, well I am a star fucker and I just I just sent a, a direct message to to uh to Piazza asked if he wants to come on the show. So <laughs> I did, I did. Mike Piazza, hey Mike, you wanna come on our show live now? Talk shit, just talking to the cornfield. <laughs> so, Jody, yeah. wasn't that Buffy's brother? <laughs> you know what that's from, right? Uh, yeah, she's the chick that like OD. She had like no. family affair. Family affair. Family affair. Right. Oh, Piazza just hung up. <laughs> and where, and where, Mister French? <laughs> Where's Mister French? <laughs> Actually, um, that was a really good. Uh, I never picked up on Mister French was also the name of the departed. Yes. Right. Mister French. Is that name. really? Is that really his name? No. no. <laughs> oh gosh, no. I'm so, I'm sorry, Rob. You you probably oh you don't left the chat already. What's going on over there? And she's logged in. What's going on with your computer over there? Left the chat. Log in. Log in. No, we we got to move this along. Because all right, let's he left here, Wonka. All right, let's let's do uh, Twib notes. What do we got? I, you know, here's where I want to start in Twib notes. Um, last week during our show, okay, okay, um, Bartolo Colon had a home run, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about it because it happened last Saturday night during our show. Oh, that's why we missed it. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah. Kind of fucking crazy that Bartolo Colon hit a home run, right? What's the craziest home run you've ever seen? Um, I've got a couple in my head. It was that Ozzie Smith home run in the in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, well, when you know it was just, go it, crazy, folks, go crazy. Yeah, go crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was impossible. Well, he, I mean, was, he, he had never hit a left-handed home run in his entire life. It was literally. Yeah, against against. Against a left-hander or as a lefty, as a lefty, because he was a switch hitter. Right. He was a switch hitter. Had never hit a left-handed home run, right. and it won in uh, arguably the biggest part of his career, the biggest moment right. of his career. Right. Um, so the, what was the what was the what's the question again? What's the craziest home run you've ever? I, I, I honestly think the Bartolo Colon home run has got to be the craziest home run I've ever seen. I mean, define crazy. I mean, the Kurt Gibson home run was... Define it however you want to define it. Oh, okay. Um, the craziest home run I ever saw? I, I don't say it was Cologne because, I mean, look at the size of the guy. And, you know, you close your eyes and, and swing, eventually you're getting something. It took, him, it took him 18 years in the major leagues to, to do it, but he, he was actually able to do it. Um, the, uh, oh, God, I mean, the Gibson home run was probably... Shocking, but the home run. Shocking, but Gibson was a power hitter. I'm sure, he was hurt, 
and 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 you know barely could stand. But but I mean, we this is all stuff that we know now with backstory and and and, and all that kind of stuff. At the time, it was Willis Reed walking out of the tunnel and giving him the championship. You know, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. It's not as far fetched as Bartolo hitting a home run. To me. Just to me. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, see, now I want to think about a pitcher hitting a home run to try yeah. to stop that. I think of pitchers, and I also think of, like, you know, like like I said, light hitting middle infielders like Ozzie Smith hitting that big home run. To me, to me, the two biggest improbable home runs I've ever seen are Bartolo, and I turned it on 30 seconds after you said in the show last week that okay. oh, Bartolo Cologne just had a home run, and I'm like, what? And I just turned it on and heard, you know, Gary Cohen's call, and, you know, it's fucking crazy. Odyssey Smith. I, I, I think those are the two, like, most unexpected home runs in a kind of a big moment, you know, that I've ever that I've ever seen. Um yeah, I, I, I keep digging deep and trying to think of something that was more shocking uh in, in the moment. I think of Dykstra's home run against the Astros in uh Sure, but Dykstra was a guy that, that you know, like you know, I mean he wasn't a home run hitter, but you know, he was a twenty home run a, a year guy. Uh not a twenty, but well, fifteen, twenty, whatever. You know, he could hit some home runs. Um, no, can't come up with anything. Um, maybe Bo Jackson. Well, you see, again, you're going to say, you know, Bo Jackson. He was a power yeah. Did Randy Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, home run, that yeah. One. yeah, that one was crazy. That that was pretty crazy. Yeah. I think Randy Johnson finished his career with two. Okay, I, I remember I remember one, and, and that was. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm sure he. But first of all, he didn't have as many plate appearances as Bartolo did, did before he hit his first, and okay. he wasn't as old. <laughs> okay. Just the whole age. He still hasn't had a walk, by the way. What? He's never had a walk. <laughs> okay, I didn't know uh, that. Uh, all right. Uh, um. I think maybe the other one that I thought about that's more shocking, and I, I remember you said to find it anyway. When Jackson hit his third home run, that was shocking. Okay, good. You, you know what? It's one of those things where, where like fifty thousand people willed him, because yeah. they wanted to see it. Yeah. When, when Reggie Jackson's first home run, that's great. His second home run, that's great. When he hit his third home run, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That was it. Was the it was probably the most surreal thing at that point I had ever seen on a baseball field. You know, because it was just. You're, you're you ever have you have you ever like in a weird situation called a home run? No. No. no? Yeah, called a home run? I mean, I I probably have watched and said this. I want this guy to hit a home run seventy five times, and maybe once somebody did. So I don't consider that. I remember, you know, like the the famous game one sixty two. Okay, wait. Well, you said in the Longoria or the Dan Johnson one. I'm talking about the Longoria one. Okay. I I uh, I was sitting here watching the game, and G was on her um, iPad or whatever like that. Uh-huh. I said, you, "You need to put that down." And she and she goes, "Why?" And I'm like, "Because Bob Longoria is going to 
Evelyn Evelyn. Evelyn Rory is gonna hit a home run right now. And she went, Really? Right now on the next pitch? I'm like, Yes, right now. And she put it down and he hit a home run on the next pitch. And she goes, Who the fuck did you do that? And I'm like, I just it just felt like he was gonna hit a home run right there. And I've done that like maybe five times in my life. Where where like I really felt in a certain situation, at a certain get point, a guy's gonna hit a home run and I've actually called it. And I'm like it's weird. And I'm probably batting 750 with that. Serious? 750. Like, like I hardly ever call a home run. No, I think the only thing that I actually ever called, and I knew that I was calling it, was um, Jeter's last game. Right. And you told me about this. And, and I said, uh, I said, watch, he's, he's going to hit a homer. To the, he's going to hit a single to the right side. And, of course, he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that was, um, you know, that, that was a little, that, that way I just, you know, you watch the guy had close to 2,800 games played, and you're watching. You know, oh, sure. And you, you, you expect that he's going to hit one to the opposite field. You know? Right. He's going to get a hit to the opposite field. So yeah. when that happens, for a half a second, my cock was way out. <laughs> Turgid. Yeah. <laughs> filled. Filled. So I was I was watching uh, that. Um, yeah. Uh, getting a guest five and guest six. Having tr- people having trouble staying in the chat room. Folks, you got to get their shit straight. Yeah. So uh, do you pay for this? No. So there goes the refunds. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. What else we got in club notes? Um, Besides Bartolo. Okay, I, I mentioned something the other day. Well, actually today in, in a tweet. Uh, Jason Hayward, your pick for the MVP for the National League. Not looking good. <laughs> Yadier Molina, Logan Morrison, Nick Markakis, and I forget who the fifth guy was. There's five guys who had 20 home runs in a season just a couple of years ago. Collectively have zero. Yeah. And, um, and maybe Chase Headley. No, it wasn't Headley. Well, because Headley's had two now in two games. Yeah, it was somebody else. So um, I was explaining to my son last year when Chris Ryan came up, and he didn't hit a home run for like a month or so. What's with you and the yawning? Is this, a, is this like the uh, – I could actually see him yawning. There's a lot of times that we're doing the show and we both separately do disgusting things when we're on the phone. Is yawning disgusting? No, I'm just wondering what's coming next, because now oh, I no. see what you're doing. <laughs> so, uh, um, anyway, so uh, I was, uh, they have zero home runs collectively, and I was talking about Chris Bryant saying as soon as he hits one, he's going to hit like six that week. Right, yeah. His home run hitters. Get in the groove. But yeah. Jason Hayward's not a home run hitter. Well, he's, he's also in, not, not a groove. <laughs> no. He's more of a double. Zero? Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. If I can get off my back, dude. Uh, I'm not just curious. And then, and then my son texted me something today that in the last 26 starts, Jake Arrieta has more no-hitters than he has losses. Oh. <laughs> you know the last time that Jake Arrieta lost? Was the no-hitter, right? Yeah, no-hitter thrown against him? Bye. Cole Hamels. Oh, okay, cool. And that was he was traded after that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was traded from Philadelphia to uh, to uh, Texas. Yeah. He's 
he's now officially on the hottest run in the history of the major leagues. Right? I don't know. I'm not sure that I take. I'm, of course, of course, I, I I agree with the stats and everything like that. But um, I I still think I take Kershaw. What do you mean? I'm talking over the past 365 days. Who do you take? You gotta take Kershaw. Uh, you watched him pitch the other night. Yes. Yes. Does, does Arietta have that stuff? Nobody has that stuff. Nobody has that stuff. No. But something came up the other day when I was watching the game. It was Kershaw, and they put up a stat. They were playing the Mets, right? Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> My kids are pussy in his face. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. He just had a face full of pussy hair on his face. It's, which, which, which cat is this? Wallowitz. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, and, and Ron Darling puts up a slip. Well, wasn't Ron Darling's stat. They put up a stat where they compared Kershaw's four years. Kopax. Kopax. Right. Kopax. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, is he already even, like, comparable? Of course not. Of course not. Mid-60 ERA to, to today. And yet, and yet, they're pretty comparable. I, I understand, but wouldn't ERA plus be better? Of course it would. Right, right. Which is why I always ask you, why the fuck, in any of your things, do you talk about batting average? Okay. So, so we're going to get, we're going to get to that in a second, but I think, oh my God, this drink is so good. The, the, the thing that I want to say is, what is your, what is the stat that shows you it's like a one-stop shopping for how good a hitter is. Woba. Okay. War. Is, is no. War, war, okay. No, no, no. War because war includes um, defense and base running. And, well, and I'm, I'm including all that. I'm, I'm no, saying, no, no. But you're talking about how good a hitter is. How good a position player is. Then I would say war, yeah. Okay. So, you know Joe versus a volcano? Sure. <laughs> okay. You know the guy? A luggage problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The single biggest preoccupation in his life. Yeah. Luggage. Yeah, luggage. The single biggest baseball preoccupation I've had for the last five years is trying to find a stat for pitchers. Uh-huh. If this doesn't work. No. Sierra doesn't work. No. ERA doesn't work. ERA plus. ERA plus doesn't work. Yeah. I can't find a stat. I, I did this whole big analysis today. Okay, no one's... How about war? Why not war? Okay, okay. Here's the problem with the war. Felix Hernandez has a 2.27 ERA and he has a war of 0.1. Okay. He doesn't strike people out as much this year. He's walking a bunch of guys and it's throwing off... I was talking about more over career than over, over, over uh, you know, two months. Okay, Matt Latos has a, a higher a month. Okay, Matt Whistler has a higher war this year than Felix Hernandez. But again, war is more about looking at a longer stretch of a, of a person playing. So if I was to say, give me one stat, one pitching statistic that you would look at and say, this guy is good compared to everybody else in his generation or compared to others. I couldn't. I couldn't, right? No, I couldn't. And that—that's uh, he says. Uh, he says whip, okay? I don't believe. No, I don't. I don't like you, that. You know, you know Josh Towers? 
Yeah. He had such great control as to see those control towers. Yeah. He would throw it 88 miles an hour right down the center, and it would end up 420 feet in the outfield. So right. I like I like whip. I like batting average against, but there's not a single statistic that's reliable for pitching. Uh, and so I well, I mean, well, I, you say reliable. Uh, like I said, I think when you're looking at larger sampler size, sample sizes, war definitely works. And they they look at and to calculate war, they look at things like ERA plus. They look at things like hey, hey, no, no, no. By the way, he's not saying come here to me. By the way, okay, dog. Okay. For those who, are, who are those who don't who don't know, this is the first face to face show that we're actually doing. <laughs> um, you know, takes into account um, strikeouts per nine innings, walks per nine innings, whip. You know, things. So, yeah, I I I, I think I would look at more, um, given enough sample size. Not looking if I'm looking at the 2016 season, I probably wouldn't look at war, though. I'd look at how many points they've scored in our fantasy league. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, we, we, we came up with a ridiculous formula that's actually kind of worked for us. Really. It's that it works. Yeah, yeah. that's actually worked for uh, many years where we um, we look at wins, but we also looked at uh, innings pitched and strikeouts and walks and and hits and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I don't know. Okay, so that was actually, that was something that I was, I want to get your opinion on, because obviously you shared the same opinion with me um, with uh, Wolba ERA, uh, um, I mean, more. So the other question that I actually had, um, did you see the, did you see the records on pace that we have yeah. on the site? Okay. So the question, what I do is on the website, I actually show, um, Bill James has this thing called the favorite toy, and his favorite toy is actually projecting who's going to have 3,000. Career. Yeah. Career, right, right. You know about this? You know yes, the yeah, favorite okay. toy. Yeah. Favorite toy, right. Who's going to have 300 wins, and the percentage, it shows like Albert Poole has a 1% chance of 800 home runs. So yeah. Obviously, obviously not. Right. Zero. Well, whatever is the chances of 700 home runs. Yeah. Right, right. Um, right. I think, like Mike Trout has a 5% chance of 800 home runs and 4,000 hits or something right. like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go on record to say that there's probably only one of these records that's going to be broken. I'm going to read them to you. You tell me which one you think. Okay. Okay. And guys in the chat room, well, women in the chat room, you can vote as well. My favorite record, as you know, for some strange Doubles. Doubles, you know, right? Earl Webb, 67 doubles. Jose Altuve is on pace for 74. Is okay. he going to do it? No. Okay. Justin Upton is on pace, and it's even, it even increased today, 264 strikeouts. Right. Okay. He's got 220. The record is 223 by Mark Reynolds. Is Upton going to break that record? Yes. Okay. So you think he is? Really think he's yes, play? I really think he is. Okay. okay so. Because they're going to play him. Yes. It's not like they're not going to play a guy that they're paying. How much are they paying him? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of money. Right, right. 15, 18 million, something like that. So they're going to play him, but you think he's going to stay as... Uh, as yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's okay. That's fine. Because they, nobody cares about strikeouts anymore. Um, they, you know, they, they, they 
they care about other metrics and strikeouts. Okay, Danny Salazar has a 4.64 hits per nine innings. The record is 5.26 by Nolan Ryan. That's nope. Right, immediately. Nope. Okay. Adam Jones is projected, to, this is a little boring one, but he's projected to grab the 38 double plays. The record is Jim Rice 36. No. No. Um, okay, then I have this one that's silly. Rugnet Odor is on, place, is on pace. <laughs> nice trick, by the way. <laughs> it's 100, 185 double plays turned. The record is 161 by Mazarossi. Yeah. Okay. Um, then there's two more. Um, hit by pitch, Brandon Dyer. I know. Is on, and you called this. I didn't even notice this. Yeah. Is on pace for close to 60 hits by pitches. And he yeah. missed 10 games. Yep. The record is 50 by Ron Hunt. I don't think he's going to do it strictly because he doesn't play as often as I would hope he would play for a guy that just throws himself in front of pitches as much as he does. No. But no, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. And the last one, in 1932, Babe Herman got 390 uh, put-outs in right field. Uh-huh. Adam Eaton is on pace for 432. Interesting. An 84-year-old record put out by a right fielder, and you call that too. Until so I bring to attention how good he is playing a right fielder. Mister mm. <laughs> Hero, ah. he won't break the hit by pit records because he's going to get hurt. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> I think that's possible. That's actually something I'm going to look at. Yeah, right. possible. So, right. what's the other one that I said could happen? Upton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to strike out 250 times this year. Right. Okay, because I love when records are going to be broken. Yeah. And you figure the put-out records are never going to be broken because everyone's striking out and sinking yep. all the ground broken. And, um, but, uh, yeah, Adam Eat was on pace to shatter an 84-year-old record for put-outs by a right fielder. He's got a bunch of five-ball pitchers that he, that, he, that, he, that he plays with. Um. Yeah, it could happen. Could happen. That's, that's the one I got. Um, Not just, just for nothing? I figured that he's going to either start making contact or they're going to start sitting him. No. 264 strikeouts? Nope. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I was going to talk about was, uh, well, but Chris Dale has as many wins as the Twins. Yeah. And, and your, your thumbs up on Matt Bush doesn't matter about anything. We had a little quick chat about this yesterday. Well, all right. There's been a lot of talk this past week about domestic violence in in um, in, in in baseball and other um, issues. Um, Jose Reyes um, just came down that that he's being suspended through May 31st, mm-hmm. which encompasses. I guess 60 games, but a lot of it is retroactive because he was already under some kind of whatever. Anyway, kind of feels cheap. Your oldest Chapman thing kind of feel kind of felt cheap. Matt Bush certainly has his demons. Had his demons. Has his demons. Yeah. Um. I'd say uh, in his case, it was more of an addict thing. An addiction thing than being an asshole 
um, you know, white beater or whatever like that. And, and yes, you know, he was arrested multiple times and a lot of a lot of the stuff had to deal with violence and whatever like that. But generally it was associated with alcohol or other, or other things. Driving over the head of a 70-year-old man, leaving the scene of an accident and going to a nudie bar. Yes, yes. But again, that was all... All about him, uh, uh, about him drinking and and and, and everything. So, yeah. Do I, do I have an issue with the guy? Of course, I have an issue with the guy. But do I like to see a guy like that get a second chance once he's proven that 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 he deserves a second chance? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Forget who the player was. He's a former Met player. He's, a, he's on MLB Network. And he said something yesterday that kind of shook me a little bit. I forget who he, who's the guy. He, 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 was on, he was on the National. He was on the Expos and then the Mets. He's an outfielder. With Floyd. With Floyd, first base. Was first base outfielder? Both. Okay. He said he has friends who spent one night in prison. Yeah. And it was like an eternity. And yeah. this guy spent years in prison. Yep, years in prison. So, um, he came out a different man. Yeah, well, he came out, you know, like 40 pounds of muscle on him, you yeah. know. Uh, but So um, I, I'm not going to be Mr. Politically Correct and say um, he should never play Major League Baseball. You know, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I still think it's kind of screwed up that a month after he leaves prison, there's like a, you know, you know they, they, they rile him up and makes me just feel a little weird. I know he's paying dues and all, but... I mean, uh, you know, and I'm not sure... And I think his, his press conference was amazing. Did you see his press conference? I did. I actually did end up seeing it. Yeah. He talked about how much he hated the person that he was. And... And... I think that speaks volumes to me. A lot of these guys are, um, you know, you, you you look at you, you know you look at a guy like um, I don't know uh, who are some of the uh, you know like the sexual assault cases that we've talked about uh, you know recently. Uh, it just doesn't seem baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chapman doesn't really seem like everybody loved Chapman coming back to the Yankees because he was throwing 102 miles an hour. You know, he tasseled and everything like that. I don't know. He kind of disappeared off the radar without having really ever to suffer. Okay, let, let me let me let me put it this way. And remember, I'm I'm a six year old collecting baseball cards, watching baseball games. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy takes an antihistamine. It's got a bad drug in it. He has to sit for uh, right. For, sure. for, for 100 mm-hmm. games or 50 games or whatever games. it is. This guy, you know, does what he does. And he's like, yeah, no, no suspension. Just as soon as you're out of jail, come on back. But he wasn't in baseball when all that happened. Uh, he was in the minor leagues when it happened. But how many years ago? And he spent how many years in prison? Yeah, four or five years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever suspension you're going to levy you're, you're gonna yeah. levy. Was was at the time that it happened. It was going to be way over. Yeah. No, I, I think you're being too hard. I really think you're being too hard on him. Well, no, what I'm saying is, if a person 
My problem is with the suspension of guys on steroids. Sure. A hundred games, you pull the guy aside and, and say, hey, do, you think a, do you think the penalty for steroids is fair? hundred you're talking the second. What's the first one? Fifty. Fifty, a hundred, and then lifetime ban. All right. So the 50 is being tested for a, um, a banned substance, uh, which could be other things other than PEDs. Okay. 80 is the first offense for um, actual PEDs. Okay. Which is why um, uh, some of the other, uh, whatever. Um, do I think 80 is too, is too much for DDs? No, I don't. Okay, here's where I'm, here's where I'm going with this. D. Gordon signs this massive contract. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was apparently on PEDs when he was playing. At Maybe. At Who knows? We don't know. You say, obviously, apparently. We don't okay, know. My, my, my belief is that now the Marlins are on the hook for this contract. Sure. They don't pay him while he's, while he's being suspended, though. Okay, but they do have to pay him for the next three or four years. Sure. Yep. When he's he's going to be a shell of what, what what he was. Who knows? Um, well, history has proven that. History has proven. You're right. You're right. But I'm just saying, who knows? Okay. I think that there should be something where, sure, let him play the next week, but his contract gets hit. Contracts? He gets both the CDs and his contract gets cut in half. They're never going. To, the uh, players' association is never going to agree oh, anything that affects contracts. Not going to happen. I can see. I can see why it bothers you, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, but it, it it actually screws up a, a lot of a lot of teams in the bottom. Yeah, I guess maybe because I'm a I'm a I'm a Brewers fan, and I saw what what Braun did. Yeah. Okay. They, first off, they let Fielder go because they couldn't afford the two of them. So they're right. stuck with a guy who's 60 to 70% of what he was. Right. And, and the team is in the shit right now. Yep. Because it all just became a tumbling effect of, uh, you know, of, of what I think is his contract. And, yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, I hear you. That's 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 the danger. You know, like when, it, when, when somebody is given a huge contract like, like Braun was given. That, uh, A-Rod. <laughs> A-Rod. Oh, of course, A-Rod, you know. Okay, so... You know, there are teams that can handle it, and there are teams that can't. The Yankees can handle an A-Rod fuck-up. The Brewers can't handle a Braun fuck-up. You realize the Yankees... They, they traded Prince Fielder because they couldn't handle the Braun fuck-up. Yeah. Right? Well, they couldn't. You 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 know that the Yankees don't pay for a rod. You you know you you do. Yeah, I do. Okay, every time every time you go to a stadium and pay eleven dollars yeah. for a, yeah. for a blue moon. Yeah. And, and seven dollars for a hot dog and six twenty five for a water. Eleven dollars for a blue moon. Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, right. I'm bringing you down. Maybe we should have some fun. I got a great trivia question for you. All right, let's move on to trivia then. Okay, so you know this. The actual um, show today. Um, I'm just jumping out of the chat room. What's that? Just jumping out of the chat room. Oh, okay. The show today is um, the theme is Willy Wonka. Yep. 
And sometimes coming up with trivia questions are get get a little hard because we we kind of like you know we put sort of uh, what 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 is it when there's a lake and you have to like scour the bottom of the lake you know you dredge dredge right we dredge the lake a, a lot and I love a lot of the questions that we come up with but I had one today that I was so proud of myself for. okay it's a Willie question a Willie question yes I want you to name the player Willie Wilson no 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 no, no. The home run leader at every position with the name oh, William, Willie, or Bill, or Williams. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you. Or Williams? Sure, of course. Anything they so like, So like Ted Williams. Ted Williams left field. Left field. Correct. Okay. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Williams, center field. No. Are you lying? Yeah. You can't think of another person named Willie. Maybe, maybe Willie. Maybe, maybe Willie Mays. Maybe Willie Mays. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Willie Williams. Uh, no. Rightfield. No. 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 Rightfield is Bill Nicholson. You won't get it, so I'm just going to give you that one. Okay. Uh, catcher, first base. All right, catcher. Yes. Catcher, Bill. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Bill Dickey? Yes, that's correct. You got that one. First okay. pick, Hall of Famer. Bill or William? Bill, Willie, Will, Williams. First base? Yes, Hall of Famer. Bill. 500 home run club. I thought he was first. You know him. He thought he was what? I always pictured him as a first baseman outfielder, but he's obviously a first baseman. Bill Murray? Oh, what? no, no, no. Bill Murray, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. How, we're into the show. I'm thinking Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Murray. Um, oh. Um, <laughs> I guess Bill Murray. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like an asshole. Uh, let me, let me go over to third base. Okay, third base, Brody got it in the chat room. I'm not in the chat room. I'm just telling you, he got it. So if he got uh, it, he can get it. Not a Hall of Famer. Matt Williams. Brilliant. Well done. Really? Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. Um, Is Willie Stargell the guy from first base? No, no, he didn't. He was, no. He played most of his career uh, outfield and first base, but no. First base when the guy has 500 home runs at first base. It's amazing. You know how it used to be easy to name the guys with 500 home runs, and yes. now it's not yes. anymore. Yes, he's he's probably okay. Mr. B just got it. He's probably one of the most underrated superstars in history. Um, uh, McCovey uh, from uh, correct, uh, correct. Uh, uh, I would never think Bill or Willie or anything. All right, McCovey. I said Willie. Okay, second base is uh, defensive-minded uh, Hall of Famer. I recently made it into the Hall of Fame, and most people went, what? So. He has 138 home runs. Whatever. It looks like they're about to say the last name. Pink Polish Sausage. Kilbasa? Uh, Bill? Oh, is that Bill Kilbasa? 
seen the 1960 World Series? Nazarowski? Bill Nazarowski, Brody, got that to 138. Okay, now there's two positions left. Um, the shortstop, you ready for this? Okay. The leader has 46. Oh, then I'm definitely going to get this. And he was on the field for the Jackson home runs. Bill Russell? Bill Russell. Bill Russell's got 46 career home runs. And that's the highest amount of home runs for anyone named Bill William Williams for a shortstop. Okay. Uh, Okay. And D.H.? Oh, God. Mr. Mr. B., I'm expecting you to get this. He's near and dear to your heart. He's still active. Oh, uh, David Big Willie Ortiz. (laughs) No? No. 142 career home runs. Uh, who's the big asshole that played for Kansas City? Uh, Bill, Bill, Billy Butler. That is correct. Is it Billy, Billy Butler? Billy Butler, yes. Okay. So the Willie team, you, you did well. Wow. You know, you know what you're not going to do well with? What? The trivia question I'm going to give you. Okay, well, I'm in Excel. I don't, as you can see, I'm not in the chat room. No, that's fine. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you one, two, three, four. I'm going to give you seven teams. I'm going to ask you to name their highest paid player. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? I'm going to give you seven teams. Ooh. And I'm going to ask you to name their highest paid player. That's a really good question. For this year. Obviously, just for this year. Not for the contract, whatever like that. Um, Let me throw out the White Sox. Um, Oh, boy. Um, Is it, I know this is going to sound strange, but they cut him. Is is it Danks? It's John Danks. John Danks, okay. By the way, I'm thinking that you're going to get two out of the seven. And I'm shocked that you just got that. I'm shocked. Are you impressed? I'm okay. impressed. All right, John Dow. Uh, Rock. Uh, well, it's okay, so the two low they unloaded. Um, God. Holy sugar. Oh, cargo. Sure. Right? No. It's not cargo. <laughs> it's not cargo? It's Jose Reyes. Oh, I just said they unloaded too low, and I see yeah. they unloaded a four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Astros. Astros. Um, holy cow. Gomez? Carlos Gomez? Great cast. Colby oh. Erasmus. Oh, you gotta remember, Colby Rasmus, they offered the qualifying offer to and he took it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Marlins. Stanton. No? Yeah, of course. No. Oh, there they Holy. Suzuki? No. 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 Who? Ishiro. No. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking stupid now. Um, is it. Is it one of the relief pitchers they're overpaying for? Well, you already got the question wrong. Oh, okay. So who is it? Martin Prado. Eleven million. Oh, well, he's earning it this year. 
378. The Athletics. Yes. Well, I know they're paying Butler a lot. Um, I'm going to say Butler. They're paying him a ton. Billy Butler. It's correct? It's correct. Oh, my God. He's, he's being, this year he's making 11, 666, 666. Okay. Oof. Oh, my God. The uh, Pirates. McCutcheon. Sure. No, it's Francisco Lariano. Oh, my God. Who's being paid 13, 666, 666. Uh, and he gave up three home runs to the Cubs the other day. Yeah. Uh, so so far, so far you're two out of. Uh, I was predicting you would get two. Okay. You're two out of six. We've got one. We've got one more. You you can fucking raise that average right there. Don't give me the Cardinals. Actually. Nope. Okay. Let me give you the Giants. Um. And I think there's a fifty-fifty chance you're going to get this. This is why I left the last. Gotta be either Smarjita or or Quato. I'm gonna go with Smarjita. All right. How about another starting pitcher on their team? Peavy. How about another starting pitcher on the team? Kane. Matt Kane. Oh God! He's making he's making almost twenty one million this year. Oh my God! He should just Sabian should just he should just give him a lawnmower and say that's your job. So you did exactly how yeah. I expected you you to do. But I didn't get the two that you expected. Well, Butler maybe. But I thought you were going to get Reyes, and I thought you were going to get um, uh, Butler. I thought, I thought, I, Butler was was the one I thought, and and, and okay. Reyes was the other one I thought. All right, no, okay. As, especially because we just talked about him earlier. Well, I, I picked Gangs because you've been on the team the longest. So, by the way, I, I speaking of contracts, um, have you seen, what what do you get when you guzzle bamboo? Is one Irish drunk and a nutty Jew? <laughs> Pretty much. Is that, is that Brody? Uh, no, or, no, that's uh, uh, Rob. Um. Wow. Okay. So here's here's my. Do you see Anthony Rizzo's contract? Is that like the greatest thing? I think that's even more impressive than impressive for Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Uh, his contract is going to be the friendliest contract in 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 all of baseball. Okay. Here's this. I don't know how. I didn't even know that that they signed him. Okay. Five million this year. Five million. Right. For a guy who could be MVP. MVP. Yeah. Then seven, then seven, then eleven, and then fourteen. The team, a team option. Right. So, so, what does this guy do? <laughs> huh? Absolutely amazing. What I? It's what a contract, right? Yeah. So th- this leads me to I'm going to make Earl cringe. Oh no. Okay. I'm going to tell you a trade. You give me the cringe level. Okay. Okay. July 2013, um, the Chicago Cubs traded Steve Clevenger and Scott Feldman for Pedro Strope and Jake Arrieta. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, oh, what's, 
what's that cringe level for you? Uh, out of 10? Out of 10? Seven. Seven? Seven. Okay. Okay. November 2014, Oakland trades Franklin, um, I'm sorry, Toronto trades Franklin Barreto, Kendall Graveman, Brett Lowry, and Sean Nolan for Josh Donaldson. Eight. <laughs> okay. Um, January 2012, Padres trade Andrew Kashner for Anthony Rizzo. It's easy to say now that that's a nine or a ten. But at the time, it's probably a five. Okay. So and then here, here's the last one, which is actually the first one. Okay. Um, Seattle received Eric Bedard in 2008. And for the honor of getting Eric Bedard, they traded Chris Tillman, a couple of minor relievers, uh, minor leaguers, and rookie minor league outfielder named Adam Jones. Yeah. <laughs> for Eric Bedard. Again, at the time, Eric Bedard was, was worth a lot. Still, I give that one a six. Okay. You give that a six. Okay. Well, okay, well, the, the cringe one with the Jake Arrieta one. That's terrible. It's it Theo the shit. Oh, amazing. If you were a general manager of, let's say, I don't know, the, the Indians, the, you know, pick, pick, a, pick a team that isn't a big, uh, you know, spending team. Uh, I don't know. Pick any team. Uh, you, were the, you were the GM of the Royals. You got a phone call from Theo Epstein. At this point, you got to be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> right? Right. Man. Would you be like, "Yeah, what do you got?" Would you be like, "Oh fuck!" Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! I'm about to get fucked. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. I hate that little bastard. Um, and that's all I got. All right. So I, I guess I guess we're ready to go to um, Bronco. Uh, Wonka vision. Unless anyone in the room uh, has anything you you wish to ask us or bring up, we're going to go right into Willie. Bedard with the playoff push trade. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what's going on? You okay over there? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. So um, this is our movie recasting game. This week we pick um, Willie Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the 1971. Willy Walker in the Chocolate Factory with uh, Gene Wilder. Um, uh, because why would we pick uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory from uh, just a few years ago? Terrible. So this, we're going to recast Willy Wonka, Charlie Bucket, Grandpa Joe, Augustus Gloop, Veruca Salt, Violet Beauregard, Mike TV, Slugworth, the character that we saw in the movie, not the actual Slugworth, and the Ubaloobas. So uh, this should be kind of fun. And this was picked by uh, the Colonel's wife. Well, right, yeah. Well, decided to pick this this one. It's one of those mm. things that when it's always on, I have to announce that it's always on. Right. Um, so, uh, and um, Rob actually helped me tremendously. Okay. So I was really, I mean, I, I basically spent 
four hours on Friday and got nowhere. And <laughs> got nowhere. Okay. Right. All right. So how do we want to start? Um, do you have any preference? I, I, you see, well, I'm selfish because I want to start with the ones that I have terrible. That's, that's how I would like to pick, too. Okay, I picked the first one last week, so let's you pick the first terrible one this week. All right, so I'll pick it, and you go first. Okay. Slugworth. Well, I actually have a good Slugworth. All right, because I have a terrible Slugworth. Okay, okay, well, then you tell me your Slugworth, because I have a good one. No. You get, okay. No, the choice was you go first. All right. Well, here, here's the controversy. Slugworth in the Willy Wonka movie. <laughs> What's that? Andy Messerschmidt as Wonka? Okay, Slugworth in the movie was not Slugworth. You no. know, Mr. Wilkinson, who worked for Willy Wonka, and he was trying to right. get the kid. Well, we're picking the character that right, the character. through the movie right. we knew was Slugworth. But if you were to see the guy in the movie, you would think he's a harsh, ruthless, sure. terrible person, prick of all pricks. But at the end of the movie, you find that he was a really decent person and he wanted to help his friend and his okay. employer, Willy Wonka. So if, if, you were to see, if you were to think of the person who has the worst reputation in the history of baseball, who would you think it was? In the history of baseball, the biggest jackass, fighting, horrible person. Would Ty Cobb come to mind? Okay. Do you know how good of a person Ty Cobb actually was? Ty Cobb actually helped pay for many of his teammates sure. who, were, okay. who didn't have money, never told anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Ty Cobb was one of the first investors in Coca-Cola. Okay. Made a million, million dollars. Like, opened up hospitals. So your Slugworth is Ty Cobb. Right. Ty Cobb opened up hospitals. Okay. Get all this stuff under the radar. Didn't and yet, no one came to his funeral. No one came to his funeral. Okay. Okay, but Ty Cobb was actually, when you get rid of all the film, film was actually a really decent, caring guy. Like Slugworth. Racist? <laughs> all right, I'm sure he's racist, but I can't help that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Slugworth certainly was sinister, secretive. Um, he was ultimately found out to be working as a spy for Wonka. Whatever. I kind of really cheated out, and I was looking at the name Slugworth. Okay. And just somebody that was pretty much worth a slug. Um, but also somebody that you never know who he's really working for. Is he working for the player, or is he working for himself? I went with Scott Boris as Slugworth. <laughs> okay. Just because slimy as hell, hence the name Slugworth and whatever like that. Um, secretive, sinister. You never know who he's really working for. Um, this is not a bad one. It's not. It's not. It's but it's not great. Wait until you see the stuff that I'm coming up with, motherfucker. <laughs> Okay. All right. But it's still not my favorite. And yet, I think it fits. What do you think? Uh, I think it's not bad. Okay. All right. All right. So you pick, and I'll go first. 
on Mike TV. I did this literally a half hour before you showed up today. Okay. Okay. What do we know about Mike TV? He he compulsively watches TV. He's not a bad kid. He's a bit of a know-it-all. He definitely can talk a mile a minute. That, you know that, that that one scene where he's just like, you know, like you know, he, he talk a mile a minute. And sometimes it doesn't make a whole lot of sense what he's talking about. Right. To me, Chris Mad Dog Russo is Mike TV. That's a good one. <laughs> Not only because oh no, he's just annoying as fuck, and my TV to me is a little bit annoying. But God, it's so the haircut, oh, what? The, <laughs> I didn't want uh, to say it. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, the, the speech impediment, yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. Oh. Me, Chris, Chris Mad Dog Russo, who's got a show on. The MLB Network called High Heat. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. All right, so who do you got as Mike TV? This was the hardest one for me. Okay. Uh, I had Tony Gwynn because of his obsession with watching video. Okay. That's all I got. He wasn't a jerk. I couldn't think of anything else. And, And you know what? That's certainly... Certainly a good way to look at it because Mike TV wasn't a jerk, really. I mean, really wasn't a jerk. He was, he was, he was annoying. Certainly annoying. Tony Gwynn wasn't annoying. I'll, 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 I'll take my drink to you right now. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So I guess it's my turn to pick. Um, all right. I'm jumping way up the chain. I'm going to go Grandpa Joe. Okay. So you pick a grandpa John and I'll go. Okay. You're 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 going down. I'm going down. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have who I have Red Knight going down. <laughs> down, down, down. If you don't have who I have, I'm gonna be shocked. Okay. I could this was the one that was very I had nothing. Okay. And then I thought about who who is what do we know about Grandpa Joe? Grandpa Joe was a nice man. Sure. Uh, well liked. Okay. A little confusing. Why was he in bed? The four of them in bed. Maybe lazy. Okay, but yet when Charlie wanted him to, did you say lazy? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Charlie wins the fucking ticket uh, and, and he jumps out of bed. What? Well, you said he was just banging his wife all day. Well, we don't know who was hanging who in that bed because there were like four fucking four fucking grand people in that bed. <laughs> we don't know who was hanging who, and they were like you know feet feet to head. I don't know. It was it was it was a weird sleeping situation. I'm glad that we don't have a very very large live audience. I know people listen on the replay. I'm really really glad that we don't have uh, because if we had a bigger audience. We would lose our license from that combat. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows who was banging who in that bed? Uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But 
Willie's Wonka. And, and your wife <laughs> laughing my ass off. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. 58 years old, pitched Pitched three three innings innings against the... Gave up one hit and struck out an all-star, I forget which all-star it was. So he struck out a few all-stars. That was one, it was one. uh, Yastrzemski, Tony Conigliaro. I don't know know if he struck those guys out, but he faced those guys. He struck one of them out. Um, uh, But that's who I have for Grandpa Jero, Satchel Paige. I like it. I like it. I like okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and yours? Um, <laughs> all right. Again, he was a stubborn, angry, excitable guy, you know, right? Right. But also could prove to be kind of a kid because he lifting drinks, you know, and, and uh, you know, jumping out of bed. You know when his when his when his uh, grandson wins wins the uh, you know finds the golden ticket. Right. The the guy that I thought of is an old cranky guy, and yet there were times that you saw him doing stuff that was not old cranky guy kind of stuff. And I'm okay. thinking Jim Leland. I'm Jim Leland, and especially um, the 2006. Uh, American League Championship Series. Did you ever see the video of him dancing? No. No? You never saw it? No. Um, they, they, you know, they won the, the, the championship series, and he starts okay. getting bored uh-huh. you know, with beer all over him and everything like that, and, and, and he's just like, <laughs> all of a sudden he does this like little weird moonwalk, finger-pointing dance, backs himself out of, out, out, out of the clubhouse, and they play it on MLB Network all the time. Literally, if you type in Jim Leland dancing. I'm doing it now. Okay. <laughs> Jim Leland AL championship dance. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm looking at him. He's jumping up and down. Uh, okay. And Look at this stupid... Moonwalking finger oh pointing. Oh my god! What is he doing? He's yeah, doing this. <laughs> he's doing like this weird finger and pointing thing. Like, he looks like Grandpa and Joe. And he looks like Grandpa Joe. He's yeah. old enough to be Grandpa Joe. Right. To me, Jim Leland is is my Grandpa Joe. Um. Okay. Uh, Mr. Brody, uh, Mr. B, what's your first impression? Uh, tell us if, if you think it should be Leland or Satchel Page. <laughs> Just based on what you heard. Good job. <laughs> By the way, right before Jim Leland, Sparky Anderson was my uh, grandpa Joe. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you pick the next guy, and and I go first. Okay, I'm gonna have to pick Violet Beauregard because I need to dial this down a little bit. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is gonna be a clear win for you. Clear. Yeah. Clear win. I'm, uh, okay. uh, oh, he picked Leyland. 
Okay. Who did? He did. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, All right. What do we know about her? She's very competitive. Yep. Chews gum obsessively. What? Yeah. She had this piece in her mouth for what? Twenty-four days? Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Um. I tried to think about uber competitive, whatever. And then I started thinking about the gum, and and and, and, and this is where I got to. I, I actually got to the point where I was watching videos of the 1975 bubble blowing, Major League Baseball bubble blowing. Kurt Bavacqua. Claudel Washington, guys like this. This is a bazooka competition, everything like that. Anyway. I didn't pick any of those guys. When players made 23000 or something. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> okay. the, the, the one that I went with, my, <laughs> my, obsessive, my obsessive gum chewer, no, thank you, was uh, Steve Howe. After he came back from all those drug um, um, okay. you know, suspensions with the Yankees, I don't know if you ever remember seeing him pitch, but he was like this. Uh, and, 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 and I'm going to be doing something that nobody can see right now, but it's only except he was just like, Steve ah. Howe? Steve Howe was an obsessive gum chewer. Uh, when he, when, you know, he turned the, the addiction that he had, which was, you know, drugs, mm-hmm. and he turned it into this addiction for, 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 for gum chewing. And it's, and it's the only person I can think of. I think it's a terrible choice. And I'm 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 going to give the, the colonel here his okay. due because I'm sure he's going to pick somebody better than better better than that. Okay. Um, so originally, um, he says Hoffer. Yeah, Hoffer is a gum chewer. Originally, I was going the standard hit the ball right down the fairway gum chewing thing, and I was picking Clint Hurdle, who's known for being a big gum chewer apparently. Okay. Um, and then I was going to go with Glenn Davis, first facing the Astros. Sure. Okay. Um, did you know he was his family adopted Glenn yes. Davis? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, and the thing with Glenn Davis, is I can't. Was, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Glenn, you okay? Now? Yeah, I'm okay. Now. <laughs> we should do this more often. Glenn Davis would chew the same. Gun. My my dog, by the way, took that as an opportunity to slip her head behind my <laughs> behind my ass. Hang it off. And Glenn Davis would chew gum <laughs> consistently. <laughs> There's a cat. It's a cat in the box. Um. Yeah. Um. Which would chew gum, and he would save the gum, put it. What the fuck is this cat doing? He would put it under his hat and save it yep. for the next game. Right. And then and then Rob said, No, that's it wasn't good. So I decided to go with Violet Beauregard. Okay. After she was bad. And what happened to Violet Beauregard when she didn't listen? Violet, you're turning Violet. And what happened to her? She turned into a big blueberry. So we decided to pick the Rockies, Jason Giambi. Oh, God. <laughs> the big, fat, purple <laughs> guy. If you remember, 
Yeah. I was trying to get Jack Cuss, who also played for the Rockies. Right. And we're trying to find someone who was on the Rockies, a purple uniform, who was fast. Okay. And and I, although I can't get a fat enough picture of Giambi, I wish I was as fat as Jason Giambi. <laughs> right. We're trying to think of someone who was fat, wearing a big purple uniform. And the reason I went on Giambi is because he broke the rules. Mm-hmm. Steroids. Okay. The thing was, though, he admitted it, of course. Right. But um, uh, that's 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 where I went. <laughs> wow. It's a reach. I like it. I like it, though. Okay. All right. So we got. We still have the Oompa Loompas. Uh, <laughs> Merck, Salt, Augustus Gloop, Charlie Bucket, and Willy Wonka to go. Right. Um, it's my turn to pick? Uh, yes. And I go first, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I my turn to pick and you go first. I go first, right. All right. Um, do we want to throw the Oompa Loompas out there already? Um. You want to wait on that? No, I can, I can do the Oompa Loompas. All right. Yeah, mostly because my pick isn't that inspired, but um, I think it makes total perfect sense. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, we did we did my TV already for, for those who are drinking. Uh, Rob, um, he picked Chris Mandel Russo, which which by the way is going to win because it's okay. brilliant. I have to show you. So when I thought of the Oval Lumpas, I, I tried to think of obviously short. Okay. People. And I picked, you might not know the name, Davalillo. I don't. You know Nick Davalillo? He's a baseball player on the Dodgers for like 15, 20 years. He's late, he's no idea. Okay. Well, he had a brother named Yo-Yo Davalillo. My God. It's amazing. Okay. And he Nick has a, and Yo-Yo Davalillo. And he has a son, Marco Davalillo. And he's got another son, David Davalillo. And there's a third son of a brother, Marco Davalillo Jr. Okay. They're all short. And they did they all play in the majors? All no, no, no. Only two of them played the majors. But the rest of them played the minors. So I picked the Davalillo family. That's the Ubaloo. That's inspiring. Okay. Incredible. Hey Coco. Um Yo Yo Davalillo was five for three. That's Gogo Gabalio right there. <laughs> okay. I've got a cat named Gogo, by the way, so which we just she just came in and yelled at us. So. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, again, as I often do in these things, when I'm trying to pick something like the Oompa Loompas, I go a little off book. Um, they're impish. They're mischievous. They sing moral songs as each child is eliminated or fucking killed is is what most of these I mean I mean is there any way that Violet survived that? Is there any way that Mike T V survived that? I mean yes. Yeah. They all they all survived it. You don't remember Mike T V was they was she was stretched to ten feet. Whatever. Taffy. Yeah I'm using the taffy stretcher. You know whatever. I don't know. To me, those kids were fucking killed. Anyway. (laughs) But what they are is there are the moral finger pointers of the movie. Every time one of these kids does something bad, oh, what do you get? <laughs> you know? 
Hold on, Rob just said that the Davalilos came from a foreign country. Yeah. Uh, that, they came from Venezuela. Thank you. Go on. Good job. So I try to look at who are the finger pointers of the current baseball world. And I came up with the Baseball Writers Association of America, the BBWAA, as the Oompa Loompas. They're always finger pointing for the PED usage. They're always finger pointing for bat flips for Jose Bautista and, and whomever, um, or playing the game the right way. Um, you know, anytime any, anybody does something what they consider wrong, they're finger pointing. They're 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 going to they're going to wag their fingers and and, and they're going to sing a little song and, uh, and and they're going to write their little fucking um, <laughs> write their little fucking uh, columns about why those players are wrong. And uh, for me, the DBWA or the are the Oompa Loompas. Okay. <laughs> Not saying that it's going to win over the Davalillos. That's Yo-Yo Davalillo. <laughs> Davalillo. Right. <laughs> um, All right, so um, the next one up is you're going to pick. And I, 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 want, I want to just give you a quick little summary. I, I think that your your pick was uh, interesting. I think that you found a part of the personality and you're actually did a real good job of actually identifying part of that personality. I think that's fine. I don't think that people would understand. Because when you think of Oompa Loompas, like you could be you could be the greatest surgeon in the world. Right. If you're a dwarf, people are gonna say dwarf. Okay. Okay. So um Okay, well, we're not going to vote now. Um, I, uh, do I pick now? I, I'm going to pick Veruca, unless, you, unless you're saving Veruca. Nope, go Veruca. Okay. And I go first? Right. All right. To me, this one was pretty easy. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> yeah. She was greedy, spoiled. She wanted everything that she wants, and she wants it fucking now. <laughs> okay? That's Veruca Salt. She's got a fiery temperature, and she's famously a bad egg, as we find out when she uh, when uh, when 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 she gets sent down to the furnace and fucking died. <laughs> okay. All right. She had it all, but she wanted it. She wanted more. She wanted. She wanted. She wanted all, and she wanted more. Everything. She's crazy rich. Her father basically bought her the golden ticket. Basically, right? Uh-huh. He hired like like how many of the kids to open up? Uh, how many how, how many uh, things? That's that's how she got her ticket. Lots, 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 right? Okay. Uh huh. But it wasn't enough. She still wants more. Right. She wanted it all. She's Barry Bonds. Oh my God! You had me for a second until you got right to the end. She's Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Had it all. Yeah. He was 1998. If you had to, if you um, put out a poll, who was the best baseball player in in in, in the major leagues? It was Barry, Barry, Bonds. Barry Bonds. It was Barry Bonds. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what? What wasn't enough. He wanted it all. He wanted more. He wants the world. He wants the whole world. 
and he wants it now. Okay. So he started taking PEDs, and he became a bad egg. Okay. An absolute bad egg. Beat that motherfucker. All right. Well, obviously, the first person who came to mind for brutal assault was Gary Bob. Really? It was? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. The second person that came to mind fits the exact definition of what you're talking about. Uh, uh, so greedy on the point of being obnoxious. Hated more than almost everybody. Father had money, wasn't enough. Wanted more. No matter what he had, mm. wanted more. George Steinberg. Okay. That was that was very inspiring. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean I can see it. Um, How can you not? No, 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 I like it. I don't know if I like it more than Barry Bonds, but I like it, especially since, as you even said, the first person you thought of was Barry Bonds. Yes. All right. Um, I like both. I think um, um, he wants the world. He wants the world. I, 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 I like it. I, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Okay. Um, I... Uh, I like Bonds too. Uh, I think he's uh, he's more of a bad egg, right? So, so um, there's three left. <laughs> we got Gloop, Gloop, Wonka, <laughs> Wonka, and Charlie Bucket. Okay, Gloop is my favorite. So, I want to wait on that one. Uh, I, no, let's do let's do Augustus Gloop right now and leave the two big dogs for the end. Okay, you want you know that that I'm not happy with. With one of them. Okay. Okay, like, I'm not happy with Charlie. Huh. That was hard for me. Charlie was hard for me as well. Okay. So let's do Gloop. Um, I went first last time, so you go first this time. Okay, what what I did, what you know about Augustus Gloop is, I think he's good natured. Sure, maybe. I don't know. We don't really know. We don't, we don't really find out a lot about Augustus Gloop in the movie, except right. that he's fat. But, greedy. But he doesn't he doesn't bother anybody. He doesn't do a Baruchage, which is bother everybody. No, stop. Okay, sorry. What? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So he doesn't bother anybody. He's got his own demons. Sure. He went with his mother. He's very close with his mother. Okay. Right? Uh, a little, little portly. Sure. Okay. And he didn't follow all the rules. And I went with uh, David Wells. See, I thought you were going to go Pablo Sandoval. Oh, which would which would have been really good. I think okay. I think David Wells is a better pick. Okay, because you know, David Wells was very close with his mother. Very, so, very close, very close. A biker chick. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't do all the rules, you know. What he the Yankee Babe Ruth cap at Yankee Stadium. Sure. Um, good natured guy. Yeah. Uh, didn't care about his weight. Yep. Okay, so that's why I picked for Augustus Gloop. He <laughs> that. All right. Well, I think I got that beat. No way. <laughs> no way. No, no. Uh, I don't know if I got a beat because the guy that I'm picking is pretty fucking obscure. Okay. Um, anyway, what was Augustus, Augustus Gloop? He was a greedy boy, cat, 
prodigious eating skills. Did you pick yourself? I picked myself. Okay. I picked... Yeah. I went with a guy that played uh, 13 years with Detroit in the 60s and 70s. A guy by the name of uh, Gates Brown. Gates Brown. Gates Brown. Okay. You know who I'm talking about, right? I know Gates Brown. Do you know why I picked him, though? No, I don't. All right. Gates Brown was a big dude. Yeah. Not prodigiously fat or anything like that. But there was a game in 1968. You know, and this this guy was was uh, an outfielder and a pinch hitter and whatever like that. And a lot of times they use him as a pinch hitter. Uh, There was a game in 1968 when uh, he was sitting on the bench and he decided he was fucking hungry and he wanted to have a couple of hot dogs. So he went into the clubhouse and he grabbed a couple of hot dogs. And and then the manager points his finger at him and says, you know, you're up. Get in there. Get in there. My cat's now yelling at Peter because the cat knows that I'm right. I think he called me a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) So Gates, not wanting to make the manager uh, angry, shoved these two hot dogs into his jersey. Okay. All right. And the way he describes it is he's never wanted to um, not get a hit ever in his life except for that one at bat because he had these two hot dogs in his jersey covered with ketchup and mustard and whatever like that. And he threw them into his jersey. Well, he hits one into the gap. And he has to run in and and, and basically slide to second base and first uh, for a double. And he does and pieces of bun and hot dog and ketchup and mustard go flying everywhere and, you know, soiling, uh, you know, his, his, you know, whatever. The opposing team literally all had to turn their backs to him because they were just fucking cracking up at this kind of fat guy sliding into second base with hot dog and ketchup and mustard and buns <laughs> flying all over the place. Um, yeah. yeah. Augustus Loop is, is Gates Brown. I, I'm, I'm looking at this. I had never heard that story before. Right. And I was really proud of the one I picked. And then did you see what Brody picked? No, I did not. Babe Ruth. Yeah, I, I can see Babe Ruth. Yeah. Babe Ruth is definitely a good pick. He was one of the guys. He was one of the guys I immediately thought of. Uh, the Juniper Project of eating as much as an elephant eats that wins. Wow. Um, you can see yeah. that I put some fucking thought into this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked that I said a guy that played 13 seasons with Detroit in the 60s and 70s, and you went, "Who? Gates Brown?" That's Fucking, that, that was, uh, right now, I don't give a shit. You're winning with David Wells because you just you, you picked Gates, the Gates that, that I was talking about, Gates Brown there. Well, I was a baseball card collector, and they had three guys, four guys who played. Do you remember Gates Brown? His head was gigantic. He would have gotten stuck in that pneumatic tube with that gigantic head. They had, they had. It could have been either Willie Horton, or it could have been. Um, Norm Cash, which obviously it wasn't. Al Kaled, which it couldn't have been. Um, 
uh, I was thinking of all the Tigers, and I saw Gage Brown was a big, yeah. relatively big, big guy. He was, he was also a guy who was in prison. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, oh, he was like 5'11", 230. Yeah. He was like my yeah. size. Yeah, he wasn't a... Yeah. <laughs> I always got him and Jim Rayhart confused, and I hate to say it, but they're both, yeah. you know, moderately getting decent, portly, black guys <laughs> from the 60s and 70s who looked older than they really were. That's the amazing thing. If you look at Gage Brown when he was like 35, he looked like he was 55. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Uh, that's why I love on Baseball Reference the uh, pictures of the old baseball players. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know, like you know, Pete Alexander. You know, who looked like he was ninety-five. Oh. When, when, you know, well, he, he was a he was a Trump. It, I gotta think they're changing around their uh, their the, the, the new screen on on Baseball Reference. Have you seen uh, it? No. It looks amazing. Go to Sean Foreman's Twitter account, and he shows this is what's coming. It's, it's amazing. Really looks beautiful. And that's Hans von Sluten's work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so we got Willy Wonka and Charlie Bucket coming up, right? I, I, w- I want to do Charlie because mine is so so bad. Okay. okay, so you do Charlie first. I'll do my Charlie. Okay, so I think – I'm just going to tell you what. Charlie, what you know about him is he's um, sort of a loner, a family kid, yeah. hardworking, right. um, and uh, – He sounds a lot of humility. Is that, is that okay? Sure. Um, I, I I went with a guy who most people don't know what he is. You know Jeremy Guthrie? Yep. Okay. Nobody knows the Jeremy. Jeremy Guthrie is a Mormon. Okay. Jeremy Guthrie rides his bicycle to the stadium when he plays. His whole career, he lived close to the stadium, and he rode his bicycle to the stadium. Kind of like how Hunter Pence rode his scooter to the stadium. Oh, did he? Yeah. I he, uh, been stolen twice, by the way. What? Hunter Pence's scooter has been stolen twice and I returned both times. Had, had a scooter. Yeah. The thing that I liked about Guthrie, um, it's so bad, uh, was uh, the two things I thought about is when he got cut from the Royals. Right. Uh, when they made the World Series last year, uh, he didn't get to play in the World Series. He was really bad. He's not a very good pitcher. No, but he had a good career. And um, he had a good career. He yeah, had a career. Anyway. relatively longer. Relatively, that, that's right. what I mean. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, he wasn't a star by any yeah. means, but he had a career. Right. Well, when he left the team, he put out. I bet you, if you asked, if you looked in right now and said, "How much money did Jeremy Guthrie make in his career?" It was probably. Thirty million. I was gonna say thirty-five million. Okay. Okay. You're gonna to go to baseball. Right I'm gonna look right now. Okay. Um, but and, and and that actually goes in line with the story I'm gonna tell you. Did, did he make? A, you looking? I'm looking. I can't type. <laughs> I, I can barely see. So oh, I shouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> Robin type. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> so, so the, the, the reason I picked Jeremy Guthrie, um, in addition to all that, did, did you find it? Did you need me to do this? No, keep going. Okay. When he got basically asked, listen, you're not going to be on the team the rest of the season, he took an ad out thanking the teammates. Okay. Wishing, wishing them luck. $45 million. 45 million. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm saying this is a guy that you know we're talking about journeyman, whatever, like that. Yeah, he still made fucking forty five million. Right. Oh God. And and the last thing I liked about him is his humility. After he got cut, he wanted to have a comeback. So he lived. He got cut by the Royals. Royals. He 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 was bought out of his contract for three point two million. He was he was. He was paid $3.2 million not to pitch last year. <laughs> That's what he was paid not to pitch last okay. year. Wow. So he took an ad out on Twitter and said, does anybody who lives near whatever town he lives in, hmm. um, can, can you have a catch with me? You have, to have, you have to be able to throw accurately from 90 feet. Okay. And somebody wrote back and said, who am I going to have a catch with you? Right? Me. And he found a local guy to go to the park and throw, and throw with him. Wow. So there's a lot of interesting goodness about him. Okay. But like that's it. why I picked for Charlie. And the other thing about Charlie is, you know how many movies the guy who played Charlie acted in after that? Right. It's the only movies ever. Only movies. Yeah. Right. Oh, can you imagine? And he was really good at it. Yeah. So anyway, who do you He's have perfect. All right. I- Charlie was a kind-hearted, brave, optimistic kid, ultimately moral, poor, grew up poor. Um, honestly, I couldn't think of anybody in baseball like that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I went with a guy um, that grew up poor, really poor. His family was poor. Um, the youngest of seven kids. Okay. Um, worked with his father in the uh, sugar fields of, of Puerto Rico when he was a kid, before he knew how to play baseball, just to help the family get along. Um, really one of the good guys in baseball. In fact, the Major League Baseball Good Guy Award every year is named after him. Roberto Clemente. Uh, Roberto Clemente is the the ultimate good guy in in, in baseball. And Charlie Charlie Bucket is the ultimate good guy in the movie. At the end of the movie, after all the shit that he's gone through, after, after, you know, uh, good day. I said good day, sir. You know, I mean, you know, giving it back and everything like that. his grandpa says, nope, we're going to give that everlasting gobstopper to Slugworth. What does Charlie do? Nope. He, he turns around and gives it back to Willy Wonka. He's the ultimate good guy in the movie, the ultimate good, good guy in Major Leagues, and a ward was named after him, Roberto Clemente. Grew up, probably slept in a bed with 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 four grandparents <laughs> sleeping in, in weird ways that we don't want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Roberto Clemente is Charlie Buck. Um. <laughs> okay, did you, did you ever see um, In and Out, the movie with Kevin Klein? Yeah. When they're talking about Popper's Trident? Filmed in uh, filmed in Northport, by the way. I didn't know that. And do you remember what the guy said about Yentl? 
she was too old to play. Right. And that basically stops everything. Yeah. When you throw Roberto Clemente out, it's right. not even a fair fight. Okay. Okay. You can say Roberto Clemente for almost any, you know, so I, I can't argue with that. Obviously, it kicks the shit out of mine. Um, but here's the thing. Somebody, Mr. B, said Mariana was Charlie. I, 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 I went right there with Charlie. I was right there. I was going with Mariano, and I went with um, and I and I went with uh, because Mariano won or Roberto Clemente won. This is how I started with. It. Oh my God! This is how I started with it. With it, I went on to Mariano Rivera, and I and Rivera, and I saw that he won, he won a uh, Roberto Clemente award. And I was like, Ooh, let me look at other guys that won a Roberto Clemente award. And I started looking at other guys, and I was like. Why the fuck am I looking at other guys that won Roberto Clemente awards? Why don't I pick Roberto Clemente? And then I looked to saw how he grew up. He grew up poor, and he grew up with Seth. He was the youngest, just like Charlie Buckley was the youngest of uh, uh, of all his kids, and, and, and everything. So I was like, abject poverty. I'm like, Roberto Clemente's the guy. Uh, yeah, I, I um, I'm obviously gonna. Just close the book on that one. Here, here's, here's the thing: the Roberto Clemente Award was given in '71. '71, yes. Yeah. It started. It started uh, the year after he died. The year when he died. Yeah. Well, hang on a second. Clemente passed away in '72. Oh, it started in '71. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Known as as a great guy, humanitarian, even before. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the commissioner's award. It was renamed the commissioner's okay, award. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, that's kind of a fucked up thing to do. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, so that's by Mariano. Uh, but you're going to go for that day. Uh, obviously, uh, I was reaching for that. Um, uh, Willie Walker, um, you want me to go first? Well, it's my want? turn to go first. Um. It's the last one we have, right? Unless you want to do more Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Willy Wonka. My whole thing watching that movie, and, and I've watched it... How many times have you seen that movie? At least 30 times. 30 times. Right. Right? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Okay. He's very ambiguous. Even... How he's presented at the beginning with the hobbling and then the dance, you know, whatever like that. Certainly beloved. Beloved by that whole nation or whatever, that city, wherever they were. Right? Didn't seem to like children too much, you know? Didn't what? Didn't really seem to like... What he put those kids through was pretty, pretty, pretty fucking evil. Which, what are you referring to? Making them find the ticket or... Or the boat ride, what do you... All the shit that they went through, like all the little tests they went through, Violet turning into a fucking, you know, great... Uh, um, they didn't do that to themselves? Or he, uh, but he kind of put them in position to, to, okay. to do all that. Okay. That's... He was certainly charismatic, right? Mm-hmm. He was also secretive, right? Yes. Very ambiguous. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Derek Jeter. Oh, Derek, Derek Jeter, who certainly was a charismatic guy, secretive in the fact that we don't really know too much about 
We we know uh, about some of the women that he's dated. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um. And everything like that. Okay. But we really don't know a lot about. Have you ever seen a post game interview with Derek Jeter? Yeah. Or any interview with Derek Jeter? Yeah. How much? After any of those interviews, how much do you know about Derek Jeter? Not a thing. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Right? So instead of giving golden tickets to kids, he gave gift baskets to girls, to women, you know, that, that, that he slept with. You know? And you've heard the whole gift basket story, right? No? Oh, no. There was a story that, um, um, uh, you know, to any, any woman that he dated, uh, you know, like when they broke up, he gave them a gift basket. <laughs> and it had like a bunch of like, and it was like his assistant doing it or something like that. Okay. So just the fact that he's loved, beloved, and also feared and kind of hated by some people, and that he's secretive, ambiguous. And charismatic, I went with uh, Derek Jeter. Are you happy with that? I'm very happy with. Okay. I think you, I think you think you got me beat. I I totally have you beat. Okay, excellent. I want to hear it. And, and I have you so beat that we were supposed to get a phone call at eleven o'clock tonight by the grandson of the guy I'm picking. Okay. Um. He built. Something, Swanka, right? Sure. Very chocolate factory. Unusual. Okay. He was known for being unusual. He was known for being. Um, I'm trying to think of a word when you when, when he does things you don't expect. Um, um, I'm a few steps away from knowing what I'm talking about right now. Okay. Um, so so he did things that were unexpected, um, and um, impetuous. Okay. Okay. Um, Impulsive. Okay. Um, and uh, he was—he uh, liked to make people laugh. He liked to make people happy. I picked Bill Vec. I like Bill Vec as a choice. Okay. I really did, and I thought about him. I really, oh, of course, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Bill Vec was the owner of the Brewers. Then he went to the war, had his leg blown off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had a wooden leg. He's turned it into well, a strength. It wasn't well, the Brewers. It was... He started with the Brewers. Brewers. Huh? Bill Vec? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. He was with it was Philadelphia. A, he was with Philadelphia was, before that. It was a minor been... league team, the Brewers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Right. A minor uh, league team with the Brewers. No, okay, okay, because he was with uh, Philadelphia. He no. wanted to integrate. He wanted to integrate baseball. Right. Um, and he and uh, he actually wanted to. Well, then, he, then he became the Indians owner, and right. you remember, you know, Eddie Goodell with a little bat. Yep. Yep. Then, he, then he then he wanted to become the owner of the uh, American League team that that had the right to Los Angeles, and his right. partner was Hank Greenberg, and the guy who was the owner of the Dodgers refused he refused to go out there and Bill back Hank Greenberg, or especially Bill back. He didn't want to compete with Bill back. Okay. So he basically rescinded it. Until Bill Beck had the fact out. Okay. That's that's how much you know he was he was so bizarre and right. had such a showmanship 
that the owner of the Dodgers didn't want to compete with them. Yeah, I mean, I think pretty much in any way that you could talk about it, Ilvec yeah. is the perfect choice for, for, for Willy Wonka. I think um, I think I, I, I tried to go someplace else because I, I kind of had a feeling that you were going to pick Ilvec. Oh, Jesus, really? I really did. Because I, I, so, he was the first guy that I thought of. So, um, so I, tried to go, I tried to go someplace else. And I really do like my choice uh, 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 of Derek Jeter. But I think, honestly, you win. You, you, you win on this. So, uh, his son, his grandson... And by the way, I got to throw you a bone every once in a while because you've been losing on so many of these things. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, his grandson. Mike Vec. No, his grandson. Oh, Mike Vec's his son. Is uh, is uh, Bill Nitrate Vec? That's his name, Nitrate. If you go to the White Sox front office, yeah. it says under marketing manager of digital marketing John Margalewski, uh, assistant to the senior vice president Valerie Polito, manager. Well, not- Manager of fan engagement, Night Train back. Well, Night Train was also uh, Bill Vex's uh, nickname, too. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yesterday I was discussing with him whether he'd come on the show ah, okay. or not, and he was actually in Illinois doing something. Well, you know, uh, you, you know, his son, Mike Beck, um owns a bunch of minor league teams, including um, the St. Paul... Oh, the oh the independent league. Independent league, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. yeah. And also owns uh, the Charleston River Dogs, oh, part of that group. And uh, their um, um, vice president, or I forget what they call it, but it's 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 something. Uh, maybe vice president of fun is uh, Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray, you know. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, um, actually, he's Night Train Zach is actually from Charleston, South Carolina, where he lives. So that makes a lot of sense. Okay. And and uh, and and uh, Jeter President Rob says Jeter would never give up the Charleston factory. He would live there with Hannah Davis. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a fiance? Yeah. I never know which one it is. Yeah. She's uh, not hot at all, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad I'm in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and she's saying thanks for choosing Willy Wonka. So, you're okay with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, why don't we run through it again uh, from top to bottom? What? <laughs> it's such a weird show. It's a weird show. <laughs> Oompa Loompas, I picked uh, the BBWAA, you picked? I picked the Donalillo family. Okay. Slugworth, I picked. Uh, Boris. Boris, you picked. I had Ty Cobb. I also just kind of like picking a guy named Slugworth as as, as Boris, by the way. Well, I like uh, Boris. I, I like that pick. Augustus Gloop, you picked. David Wells. And I picked... Uh, Gates Brown. Gates and Brown. And Brody said Babe Ruth. Which, how yeah. the hell did I... You thought of Babe Ruth? Yeah, sure. I didn't think of him. I can't believe yeah. that. I, talk, I thought of big fat guys. My TV is Chris Mandel. It's, it's, yeah. that's, that's the pick of the night. Yeah. That's brilliant. I cannot believe. <laughs> I, I, I was so stuck. That's amazing. And who'd you pick? Tony to win because he watched okay. the video of himself. Okay. Violet uh, Beauregard? UFC pal. I pick Fat Jason Giambi. And either of those, I could, I could live with. Veruca Salt? 
Barry Bonds. Uh, I, I you had Bonds. Obviously, Bonds, I think, is the stronger one. Just And who would you pick? Steinbrenner. Okay. Um, Satchel Page is the Grandpa Joe. You picked Jim Leland. Brody says Leland. So is that the whole In the highlight of the show, you know who's banging who in that bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fucking lemon party going on in that bed. By the way, don't go home and Google lemon party because you just you just don't want to know. Uh, I have to now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh God. It's all old, old people having sex. Yeah. You don't want to know. How do you know this? How do you not know this? Charlie, I had Guthrie. You had Clemente. I can't even compete with that. You really want I had Bill Beck. Yeah, yeah. And I had uh, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Uh, I think I like your uh, Bill Beck choice there better. I was so proud to come up with that. I, all, all I wanted to think about was someone who looked like Wonka. Yeah, okay. I, I couldn't think of a baseball player. That, that guy. We just look up at the shamanad uh, sex abuse allegations and some uh, alone shock. I don't know. That, that picture looks like it was from 1965. Oh, oh God. Anyway. The only other person, by the way, who I was going to come up with. Let me show you a picture. The only other person I thought of came up with for Willy Wonka, someone who makes people happy, lives in a big house, um, is very isolated, um, and, uh, hold on a second, uh, very isolated, uh, where is it? <laughs> it's Billy Brewer, the Brewer's mascot. <laughs> Pretty funny. He's got the blonde flowing hair. See, see, this is where I want you to go. I want you to go to the weird places with these with these choices. Look at yeah. that. See, That's Willy Wonka. Like Gene Wilder. Yep. Yeah. The Brewer's mascot. For uh, for those who, who who don't know um, what I'm talking about, I'll 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 put it on the site. But. That's funny. All right. You're okay with this, all right? Okay. Oh yeah. All right, so, God, 11.30. Um, we'll talk for two hours now. Um, good show. I knew it would be. <laughs> I've got my dog sleeping with her head behind my back right now. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to post uh, all these results up to uh, just talking to the cornfield.com. Right? Right. And... You can find us here on TalkShow and on iTunes, and we're going to see where this TalkShow stuff now goes. And and uh, eventually, I think we're going to do another one of these face-to-face shows, maybe maybe at the Colonel's place instead of uh, my place. Okay. And uh, we'll see. I, I wanted to do it last year when we were doing the uh, when we were doing the uh, uh, the barbecue, but uh, right. but. Uh, I think we were just too done uh, by the end of the day, both of those, yeah. Yes. I mean, especially you. I mean, you, you have so many of your strike guys come in, and, you know, I probably I probably could have done a show, but you you were just done, you you know. 